0: Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you decided to connect with me once again for these few moments in time. And today, I want to talk about gifted but frustrated. This is a teaching podcast. I want you to go and grab your Bibles as always and take some notes. I really believe I have a great show for you today. Now, I want to start out with a quote of the day, and it says this, when a person makes discovery of what God has given them, then they will find their purpose in life. So I think it's so important, and I want to encourage you to find out what God has given you. Now, there are a lot of gifted but frustrated people in the world, and many of them are Christians, sad to say. And when we talk about frustrated, it's an outcome that people are expecting, but they never get it. And I don't want you to be one of those people. I've been preaching the gospel for over 20 years and I've had every opportunity to be frustrated in life. But I had to realize as I begin to grow and mature that when I take time to really go after God and get in his word and not make any excuse, the Holy Spirit will help you. He will help you to uncover the things that you need to know. So if you are gifted, and you are, every last one of you that are listening to me, that are saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, you are gifted, but you might be frustrated simply because you have a lack of understanding. Now, according to God's word, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 1, and I really believe this is going to help us to unpack and at least show us why there are some things that are not clear in our life. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want you to look at verse 1. Now this is a familiar passage of scripture. If you're a Bible reader, I'm sure you've read it many times, but I don't want you to hear this or read this like you truly understand and know. I want you to hear it like you've never heard it before. Sometimes the mistakes that we make, we approach a passage thinking that we really know but we don't. I want you to hear what Paul says. Now, concerning spiritual gifts. He starts out and says, this is about spiritual gifts. Notice what he says. Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. I want you to hear that. Concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. That's the number one problem, I believe, why many people are frustrated because they are ignorant. They don't know what their gift is spiritually. And they don't know how to use it. And so Paul is saying to us, if we're really going to really launch out into the things of God and really understand why we've been called into the earth for such a time as this and do supernatural things, which we are called to do in this world, we cannot be ignorant concerning the things that God has given us. A lot of the reason why we're really being attacked by so many things in our life and our walk with God, we just don't know. And here's the truth, whether you want to believe it or not. What you don't know is killing you. It's destroying you. It's frustrating you. And that's one of the reasons, too, why I created this podcast called To Empower You. I want to empower you and to help you to move from a place of ignorance into a place of knowing and understanding. Now, I'm going to give you two verses of scripture to help you move from this place of ignorance into a place of power, because I want to help you to discover what your spiritual gifts. And for those of you that say, you know, that's great, that's fine, that's wonderful, you still can get something out of this lesson today, because we can always go back to God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us some things we thought we knew, but we really didn't know. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, again, starting at verses 8 through 11, I'm not going to read this, but this is the nine gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11. So I want you to write that down. Read it when you get an opportunity. Go over it because it's going to show you what one of these nine might be for you. And I want you to see it. I want you to read it as many times as you can. I want you to get it in your heart. I want you to get an understanding of what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Also, in Romans chapter 12, verses 8 through 11, these are the seven motivational gifts that you have, but you may not be aware of it. So I want you to write that scripture down to in Romans chapter 12. 8 through 11. Now these two verses of scripture that I've given you is at least going to point you in the direction to list some of these things that the Holy Spirit has hidden inside of you that you may not be aware of. And I will also say this, it does depend on what church you go to, because you will be surprised a lot of churches don't even believe in the gifts of the Spirit. And this is why our churches are dead, lifeless, powerless. This is one of the reasons why discouragement is running rampant in the body of Christ. The Lord gave us these spiritual gifts because he knew we would need them not only for the works of ministry, but to encourage one another. And you can't encourage one another in and of yourself. Trust me, I've tried it and failed. Miserably over and over again. You have to have the power of the Lord inside of you and understanding and having revelation of what it is that God has given you is one of the great things that I want to give to you and help you to see today. And hopefully, hearing this podcast today, it will birth a desire and a passion for you to say, I'm not going to be gifted and frustrated. That just doesn't go together. But I know that there are people that are gifted because they don't know what they have, and they're frustrated because they don't know how to use what the Lord has given them. Now, let me give you some facts about spiritual gifts. I got about eight of these, and you might want to write these down. This is more of an informational podcast today, so I want you to see some things. Here's number one. It is not natural ability or talent, as so many people believe. Remember, these are spiritual gifts. So this is not a natural talent. You can throw a basketball or football. You can run. You can jump. You can sing. No, that's not what this is. It's not natural ability or talent, as so many people think that it is. Number two, it is not the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, 22 through 25, talks about the fruits of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit, but it's not that. Number three, gifts can be abused anything that you don't understand, you can abuse it. All right. Number four, it is received and not achieved. Wow. This is good. God has given this to you. So this is not something that you have to work for. Remember, it's a gift. You don't work for gifts. Gifts come simply by the grace of God, simply because God loves you and he wants to empower you with something that you don't have on your own. Number five, The gifts allow for diversity within the unity because we have a unique work to do. God knows if you're a Christian and you are part of a local church, but more importantly, the body of Christ, you know how many things are going on in our world today? You can't tell me that the church right now in this hour that we live, we need people to rise up with something supernatural so we can break the power of the enemy over the lives of people. Number six, each member is unique in the body of Christ and in the local church. You are important and you are useful. You know, I've been in church a long time. And one of the things I make sure that I say in the church that I pastor, everyone is important. The most important job in the church is not me preaching on Sunday. It's not the pastor's job. That's not the most important thing, but you'd be surprised. Most people want to get behind the mic and preach and teach, but that is not the most important thing. The most important thing is finding out what you have. When you know what you have, number two, you got to start using what you have. That's so important above all else. So I just want to encourage you in that. Number seven, gifts are good, but only when ministered in love. For reference, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Read that whole passage there. Love is the very substratum of how the gifts work. You can be gifted in prophecy and speaking in tongues, but what good is any of those things? And you don't love anybody. You don't care about anybody. As a matter of fact, I don't want anybody ministering to me, prophesying to me, praying for me who is not rooted in love. Love is the very thing we need, and we need that to be cultivated more than anything else in our life. Finally, number eight, the gifts are diverse, but all are equally honorable. I like that. I love that about God. Everything that he gives is so equally important and all should be honored when they're moving in their gift. So no person is greater than the other person. There are no superstars in the body of Christ. This is not Hollywood. This is not entertainment. We're not trying to entertain. We're trying to encourage. We're trying to empower. People need to be set free from the enemy. So when you find out what your spiritual gifts are and you begin to operate in them, man, you talking about something you can really give to your church, something you can really stand shoulder to shoulder with your pastor and your leadership and help them minister to the people. I hope you really are hearing this today, especially if you're part of a church. Your job is to stand with your pastors, your eldership, their staff, and become one with them and help them minister to the people. So there's a part where you will need to be ministered to, but then there's a part that you become ministry to someone else. In the local church today, we have too many people that continue to need ministry that are a part of a local church, but there's got to be a gratitude graduation part here. There has to be a place where you graduate and you say, I have been poured into enough by my leadership, by the eldership, by the staff. And you know what? Here's my way that I'm going to give back. I've discovered what God has called me to do. And now I'm going to pour into people just like they poured into me. That is so key. And when we really begin to do that, man, you talking about a time we will begin to have in the presence of God. So many people will be saved and set free and born again and families will be reunited. That's what we need. We need a revolution. We need a revival in the family, and the best way that I know is through the gifts of the Spirit, because when we have the gifts of the Spirit, we have the eye of the Holy Ghost, and He's able to show us and impart into us what it is we're able to see like He sees. We're able to touch the way He would. We are able to minister the way that He would, and that's the key, and that's what we need to be if we're going to move into a time and a season where God is going to use us in a wonderful way. Now, I want to give you next the three main reasons why you need to discover your spiritual gifts. Why do I need to discover my spiritual gifts? You say it's important. You say this is what the Holy Spirit has left us. This is one of the reasons why the church is weak. So if I really want to stop the church from being weak, how can I play my part? How do I discover this? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to give you three reasons. Here's number one. Knowing your spiritual gifts will enable you to find your place in ministry in the body of Christ. I've been pastoring now about 17 years, and this is probably one of the things that frustrates me the most, whether people are coming to my church for the first time, having been saved for five to six to seven to eight, maybe 10 years, and they don't know what their spiritual gifts are. And I asked them, what kind of church did you come out of? What was the denomination? Some of them say they come out of a spirit-filled church, a Pentecostal church, a Word of Faith church. I say, hey, did they talk to you, teach you, help you to understand what your spiritual gifts are? are. Yeah, but I still don't know. That's bad that you can be saved for five to 10 to 15 years, been in church all this time, and don't know what your spiritual gifts are. So one of the things we really try to do in the church that I pastor, and I'm not a perfect pastor, and I don't have a perfect people. God is not asking us to be perfect. One of the things I really try to help the members of my church get, what is it? Have you discovered, do you even know, or have you even heard of the nine gifts of the Spirit? The verses that I've given you, the seven motivational gifts, do you know what they are? If not, we have to start there. This is not about what you like to do. No, that's worldly stuff. We're talking about what the Holy Spirit says he has placed inside of you. And our job is to usher that out of you and make you aware of this. Why? Because I want you to find your place in the body of Christ. I want you to find your place in the local church. This is why we have so many people sitting on the pew, not making a difference in the local church. They don't know what to do. And may I say this to you, there has to come to a place in your life where you have to say, you know what? I've heard enough good preaching, enough good singing. I've been in enough revivals, enough conferences. I got to now start going after God for myself. I got to now, you know, I got to now get in the word and find out what is it that I have? Because God has a unique place for me in the local church in the body of Christ. So if you in church, you say, I don't know what to do. The first place is I need to find out what I have. When I know what I have, then I can contribute because every Christian has a particular function in the body of Christ. Your spiritual gifts equip you to carry that purpose out and to enhance the body of Christ. May I say this to you? Your church that you attend ought to be better because you're there. If it's not better and you're there, you could be the problem. I would say you might be the problem, you and other people that are attending that church. The mere fact that you are there, you ought to be able to say, because I'm here, the children's ministry is going to be better. Teens ministry is going to be better. The marriage ministry is going to be better. The altar ministry is going to be, the prayer team, the singing, whatever we're doing in the body of Christ, the mission field is going to be better because I am there and I know my placement in the body of Christ. I would say that to any married couple that has nothing to do really with spiritual gifts. But when you're married to somebody, say, hey, we gonna make it because I'm in the house. I'm here. Things ought to be better because you are part of it. And if it's falling apart and you're there, that should frustrate you to say, let me find out what I can do to make this better. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying today. Number two. Knowing your spiritual gifts will enable you to determine your priorities. A lot of people don't know what is important. This is important in your spiritual walk with Christ because this is what the Lord is going to do through you to help you get something done. Do you know what your priorities are once you get saved? Do you know what your priorities are after you get saved? Do you know what your ministry gifts are? Once you get saved, understand these things, God is saying, hey, now we got to get you in a place where knowing your gifts will keep your life with boundaries around it. Yeah, you won't allow any and everybody in your life. We got to know this. When you have a spiritual gift by God, in order for that spiritual gift to begin to work, you got to be around the right people. You just can't let anybody in your life. You got the wrong people in your life. You're trying to work in the spirit of prophecy." Or you have a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom and you wonder why it's not working. You're still trying to hang around the same friends, the same family members. No, it's not going to work. You need to be around the right people to inspire your gift, even correct your gift, and then to motivate you to continue on in your gift. This is why you got to be around the right people. One of the most common problems we all face is having more things to do then we have time for them. This is why Paul begins to talk about this in Romans 12. He begins to help us to see that we shouldn't make use of our spiritual gifts as a priority in our lives. In simple terms, we have too many things to do in our life, and we got to learn how to do what is first. What is first is to, again, make discovery of what God has, and then prioritize that so we will know how to flow and function in the things of God. Number three, knowing your spiritual gifts will be the great help that we need in discerning God's will for your life. You might want to write this down next to that statement, that the will of God is not automatic. I used to think that, that God's will was just going to happen. But it doesn't. Know what I learned? I got to pursue the will of God because it's just not going to happen. And maybe that's why a lot of people are ignorant of their spiritual gifts. I just think maybe sometimes we think God's just going to drop it in our lap. No, God has not dropped anything in my lap. Everything that I've ever acquired in the things of God, I had to go after it. You do. Faith without works is dead. It's foolish to think you're going to operate in these gifts of the Spirit that God has given you, and you are not seeking God. Watch this. We really know if we're seeking God or not. You know. You know, really, if you are on fire, like you should be for the things of God. But you have to seek these things. You got to go after these things. And when you do, I'm telling you, man, you're going to really begin to find yourself growing, evolving, You're going to find yourself doing things differently than you did before. This is what we need. We need a helpful discernment of the will of God to give us direction, even in our occupation. How does the gifts of the Spirit work in our occupation? Can it? Will it? Have you even heard of it before? For example, if you do not have the gift of teaching or leadership, a teaching position field and teaching kids in a local school is not for you. Because you don't even have that gift working in your life. If you don't have the gift of mercy working in your life, you go into school to be a nurse and a doctor it's not going to work. You don't have that going for you. If you don't have the gift of hospitality or serving, you going in a service industry, field, whatever that be, hotel management, whatever, that's not going to work because you don't have that working in you. And one of the things that I learned 20, 30 years ago after I left high school, we were chasing dollars. So we were going after college degrees that made the most money. But after I grew up and realized that that was foolish because that's what the, world teaches. God already knows how he's going to meet your need. God already knows what he's put inside of you. So we have to discover what our spiritual gifts are and they do go with our natural occupation. So this is one of the things that's going to help you to stop being frustrated when you understand what your gifts are. Even in the natural sector of life, there's a spiritual gift that can help you in your natural career. This was profound that I'm saying to you today. Really, it is. Because I wish I had known this in my 20s. I may have made some different decisions. So I want to help you to see this now. Maybe this will shift you and you know what your spiritual gift is as you begin to discover it. Maybe now it can point you in the direction of what your career field can be from a natural standpoint. And so we've got to get this. we got to understand this. And when we do, I really think it's going to set us on fire. I really do. It's it's a wonderful thing, man, to get up in the morning and know what you're called to do. So many people are going to get up on Monday morning, start the week all over again, be just as frustrated as they were last week, and no one is making any decisions to find out what God is saying. I'm specifically talking about people that are Christians today. Not talking about people that are non-Christians because they may not believe the Bible, believe anything that I'm saying, but I'm talking about you. I want you to To wake up every morning and say, I know what God has called me to do. Can I tell you something? When you get just that, you are doing better than 90% of the people on the planet. I'm telling you, you are. You are doing better than most people around you because most people around you, whether you want to believe it or not, are just surviving. They're not thriving. They're not happy. There is no greater joy than being in your purpose. This is one of the things that was a secret to Jesus's ministry. He understood why he was born for such a time as this. And the Lord wants that same thing for you. I'm telling you, you frustrated about getting up on Monday morning. He's looking at you like, boy, I don't like to see my children sad. I know God doesn't like to see us frustrated. I know he doesn't like to see us with no joy, no excitement, no zeal in our life. You know why? Because nobody can come to know the Lord if you're still trying to figure out where you fit. So we got to get this into our hearts. And finally, the last thing I want to share with you today, what should I do once I know my gifts? Can you tell me what I need to do? Well, I want to give you seven things I want you to consider. Number one dedicate yourself to learning more about your gift and how God wants you to use it and know that he will let you know in time what you need to do. So be patient, but in your patience, don't be lazy. Learn more about that gift. Number two, develop your gift by using it. You can't develop and get better at anything if you're not using it. Here's what you need to do. Seek out your pastor, the elders, the ministers in your church, even someone that's a seasoned saint and take courses that relate to that gift and pay attention to how you develop in your gift. Pay attention. This is why you need a pastor. This is why you need a church. This is why you need an eldership, a ministry team. This is why you need to be connected so they can help you develop. Number three. Study the scripture. That's what the word teaches. We have to stop being lazy. Everything we need is in the word of God. So you got to study the scripture. Make use of the word of God. And when you do, the Lord will reveal and revelate to you where you fit through Bible characters. He'll show you what they did, how they did it. And you'll find a connection with a certain Bible character as you begin to read, as you begin to study. Trust me, it is right there. Number four. Talk to other Christians that have the same gifts because they will either inspire, they will either give you insight, or you may be there to encourage them. This is why you need to talk to other believers, whether it's in your church, in another ministry, whatever that you are a part of, get connected and talk to the right people. Number five, pray for guidance and strength. You may become discouraged at times about your gift. Don't get frustrated about that. Sometimes that happens. And how you are being used or not being used. But can I say something to you? Sometimes we're not being used because we won't talk. Sometimes we're in churches and we just think the pastor is supposed to know. The ministry team is supposed to know. The elders are supposed to know. But God gave you a mouth to speak, to talk, to sit down with them and say, hey, I want to be useful in my life. I want to be useful in the life of my children. I want to be useful as a young man, as a young woman. I want to know what direction I need to take. Can you help me? Pray for guidance and strength. Number six, be sensitive to the needs of others when it comes to executing your gift. When you are around people, and you're really studying and praying and seeking the face of God and he shows you what you have, be sensitive because they'll have a need and that spiritual gift you have can meet that need. There were times in my life, I knew I had this gift. I knew God was developing that and I would be around certain people and I had to step out in faith and start ministering to them on my level. And I know it can be nerve wracking. I know sometimes you can be nervous, you can be in fear. You're trying to figure out what if they reject what I'm saying. But when I was growing up and I went to college, man, we would usher our gifts out for one another. We would have Monday night prayer meetings and shut-ins and different things like that as college students and we would usher our gifts out for one another. What we were doing was practicing on one another because you can't get better at anything if you don't practice. So be sensitive around certain people and just ask them, can I share a word with you? Can I minister to you? Can I share with you what the Lord is saying? Start where you are. It doesn't have to be profound. It doesn't have to be great, grand, and wonderful. You'd be surprised, man. You just sit next to somebody and you know that you have the gift of giving, and you just start giving to them. You just start helping them. You just start blessing them just in small ways, and that will meet a need. I mean, you'll see people responding through tears, through joy, because something you did. They prayed for an hour before they met you. I'm telling you, it's a divine connection. And the more you continue to do it, the more you are sensitive to the move of the Spirit, the more that you will begin to see this on a regular basis. So be sensitive. And lastly, I want to say to you, do not neglect your role because God entrusted it to you for a reason. Everybody got a role to play. And I want you to be comfortable in your own skin. So whatever God has given you to do, I want you to do it with all your might and know that you are necessary and needed. Sometimes you may not get a pat on the back. You may not get a thank you, but I want you to know God thanks you. You know why? Because he is so glad that you found what he has given you. It's a rare, precious jewel, and it's inside. So you don't have to look outside of you for what God has given. It is right inside of you. All you got to do through prayer, through seeking God, even through fasting, all of those things will help you to discover, to detect. And once you know it, once he has given it to you, go with it with all your might. I want to encourage you today to go back through these scriptures. Look at 1 Corinthians 12. Look at Romans 12 and 8 through verse number 11 and read these things and ask God to show you, God, what have you given me? I'm tired of being frustrated. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being mean. I'm tired of not knowing what my purpose is. I'm tired of being in this church and I see it not being all that the pastor wants it to be. I know, God, you sent me here for a reason. How can I help make up the hedge? How can I push my pastor in this ministry so that we can begin to do the goals and the dreams that you have placed inside of that leadership team? God sent you there for a purpose. So it's time to get locked into it. Trust me, when you do, believing God is going to change your life. This is all that I wanted to share with you today. I really pray that this podcast, this episode blessed you today. If it did, I want you to send me an email today at info at thomasadeloach.com. Shoot me a letter, a quick email, and let me know this episode blessed me. Share this episode with a friend or family who's struggling in this thing, that they may be gifted, but they're frustrated. And share it with them today. And I promise you, when you do, that's another way you can help somebody who is struggling in their life. Listen, I'm praying for you. Believe in God's best for you, man. You got a bright future. I want you to know it. I want you to believe it. But most of all, I want you to get out there and discover the great things that God has placed with inside of you. And remember, as always, to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer request, or show ideas to infothomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas a. Deloge, and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Com. Until next time, be, be empowered. empowered.